Welcome back, Frenemies. Podcast season four, season two, episode one. Sitting to my left is the Commish Sean. And over here in the Chicago Cubs hat, all the way in the other end, is Ryan Meckis. Welcome back. We're excited to kick off the season, and you might see some changes here. Commish, can you talk a little bit of what's going on? Yeah, so, you know, look around here. This was, this was our big work over the offseason. Yes, season. We've very been much. working hard. Lots of slave labor going on with this back wall. Um, I didn't yeah. do much. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan That's... was here for a day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a new studio. Um, hopefully you guys like it. We went a lot of work into it, but I, I think it looks pretty sweet. I mean, we had to fix the roof. There was mold damage. Yep. Uh, you can't see the floor right now. We had to change out the paint. Everything, wall to ceiling had to get new paint job, new sheetrock behind this. Lights. Hopefully Brand new looking, lights making us pretty. look pretty. Um, that's what we were, we were looking to look pretty. <laughs> I wish I could walk around with this the whole life. I say we need help. So yeah. So there'll be Not more Ryan. things. Ryan's more tricep things. No, is look. doing. We got well over yes. There. No, we have Ryan's tricep back for like a week. So I'm a little nervous. Now we'll see the progression throughout the season. But uh, this project turned us into men. Yes, I would, I would say we all agree that we sang, before we, are we were mere, we are, we were mere boys. Yeah, and shout out, special shout out to Sean's dad, yeah, my who dad. did a ton of work yeah, helping he, us. He basically did all the sheetrock in here and repaired our roof, and he's not a roofer, and so it saved us a ton of money. Yeah, for sure, from fixing that roof, uh, it was so pretty bad, man. Yeah, yep. And then the other big news is we're uh, going to be launching a website. Yes, sir. So that should be up this weekend. Um, Ryan's been working hard on some articles. Mm -hmm. A little bit later, he'll maybe plug one for you to just go check out. Um, Yeah, and just let us know about all this stuff. We're learning right now. So if you guys have suggestions, you Mm -hmm. have constructive criticisms, we'd love to hear it. Don't make me cry. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then the social, we're trying to up our presence on there. So you probably see us on here and there a little bit more, posting pictures. You, If you've been at all with us, you've seen this kind of take shape. So Yes, sir. Just, uh, yeah, follow us if you would. We, we're desperate. What's our social media stuff? Yeah, Facebook at Frenemies Fantasy Football. What's our Instagram page? Uh, they're all at Frenemies FF Pod. Oh, FF Pod. Yep. Frenemies FF Pod is where yep. you want to find us on social media platforms. And then we're extremely funny yeah, and entertaining. That's where we aim, right? Uh That's where we aim. All right, so let's go from there. Let's talk about some NFL headline news, some reaction to a few things entering camp or finishing about week one, week two of NFL camps. We had preseason um, this weekend uh, starting on Thursday night, but we got some player holdouts, Commission. What do you you got with these big fantasy implications on these holdouts? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if we're talking about the news, that this this is the biggest thing. We're in draft season right now, and – uh, this is this is a pain. This is a, this sucks. <laughs> like, three, three, yeah. All these guys saying they're not going to move and go. Let's talk about Ezekiel. I mean, really, Elliott. running backs is what we need to talk about. Yeah, because um, there's a there's a good possibility that these guys are going to miss some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two big guys are Zeke and uh, you know Melvin Gordon's holding out in, with almost said San Diego <laughs> in L.A. There different Chargers. <laughs> um, but I think. Um, if I was to pick the two scenarios and say what what I think will play out, and now this is just complete speculation, um, I would I think the Cowboys are going to cave. Jerry Jones is going to you know remember what happened with Emmitt Smith and be like, I do need a running back to go to the Super Bowl, and they will cave. I don't know if my guess is it'll be right before the season starts. If not, they have an easy schedule which can either help or hurt Zeke there. Oh, yeah. if, they, if they lose one of those games to an easy team. I mean, somebody's got to come in there and say, let's get Zeke back because this is our time now. we got to win. Right. Um, so I think that's more how that's going to play out in the first few weeks. So I'm tempering him a little bit, maybe 
towards the end of the first round is where I'm looking. Yeah. Um, maybe in the middle, not at the top. Gordon, I'm scared to death of. I really, I think he's this year's Le'Veon. I don't, I think he's dug in and the Chargers are very dug in. If you hear them talk, they're talking about like the, in the facilities and stuff, his stuff's been taken down. Like you don't even see pictures. It's like he never existed. Like they're just, they're like, you're done unless you come into this building. So yeah, I, I see I think a trade scenario there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That to me is all you're hoping for. So if I was drafting for him, I mean he's way down, like fourth, fifth round, earliest don't, I would even think about it. it. Like he's pretty him. much off my board. Yeah, like, like Ryan's even not keep. He's not keeping him this year no. just because all that mess. So he's up there and he's. Top. I had Le'Veon last year. You know, yeah, I'm not messing with it. These sassy guys. I wonder I do where have they get the that sassy, from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like their it's perfect owner. for my team. <laughs> yeah. Then yep. uh, Julio, it's kind of yeah, weird his, what's going on he there. He wants a but, new contract. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not quite holding out in the sense that these two guys are, um, but he's there. I think they're going to get something done. He's yeah. also dealing with a foot injury, um, which is typical for Julio Jones. He but, is, but he is so good. Yeah, I think you don't have to worry too much about him. I, he's one of my keepers, and um, I would keep. I'm probably going to keep him in the first round. I think he'll be a top five wide receiver this year, locked, locked and loaded. I mean, he's like, always got the shot at that. Yeah, one if he can get the touchdowns. Um, I know Ryan feels a little different that he might be old busted, but <laughs> mm. I think. I think he's going to get paid. I side with you, yeah. Yeah. He's just he's just a generational talent. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll let uh, Chris go into here. The big news <laughs> over the past Antonio few days. Antonio Brown. What are you thinking? He's Antonio Obviously Brown. not with your head because uh, you're, you're <laughs> not your protecting head. it because of the helmet issue. So we got first that frostbite thing, which will take time. Uh, but I guess I hear it happens. You know, don't go into a cryotherapy session with uh, sweaty socks. Keep that in mind next time. All right. So he on the bottom of, his, bottom wow. of his feet, he got some frostbite. But from a doctor that saw the picture on Instagram, Dr. Cho, someone that is used in the NFL, said it'll just take a few weeks. He'll be fine. He just can't do too much on the feet until the all that comes back. But the helmet thing. So the thing is, he's got one of those old helmets that uh, like Tom Brady loved. But I side with the NFL being a football coach, and I had to spend tons of money on brand-new helmets, but it's a safety-first thing, right? You're battling CTE, concussion things. Um, right now, I mean, really, when it comes to concussions, football is about third when it comes to that. Cheerleading, soccer have bigger cases, and then football. But yeah. football gets some more news because it is more violent, yeah. right? So when they can do things a little bit better, the other one's just a little whiplash. But if you got an old helmet, which Antonio Brown wants to keep, a helmet that you hardly ever see around the league. Yeah, you can see better out of it. Yeah, so he's, he likes his little vision part, but they've sent him plenty of helmets with adjustments on it. But now he's whining and wants to say, I'm not going to play football until they give me new helmets. Like, you know what? Suck it up, man. Yeah. Everyone else is doing it, and the NFL should not give anything away because the, the bigger picture they don't want to have any they want to say we're here about safety yeah. and there's tons of different companies that make helmets he'll be fine just to still it just to distill it down to like a fantasy thing i think this is just all show he's gonna play i mean i think he's gonna come in and play i mean i don't think he's that dug in um pittsburgh not- Steelers fans are just like eating popcorn and laughing like <laughs> your problem now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, so I think he'll end up being playing. If he does miss anything, it'll just be a little bit. Um, yeah, I think he'll be going. It's just a bunch of fake stuff. I don't, I mean, why would you put all that he's smoke He's putting out himself there? in a bad position where it's he's the, the enemy of the, the league and the players. Yeah. Because, I mean, if players are serious about this CTE stuff, they're going to want the NFL to do something about safety. And yep. here we have this guy. And a helmet's not that big of an issue. There are a ton of companies and different different helmets out there. They'll find one for you. Yep. Yeah. 
So, well, let's move on to the party question. Oh, yeah. So, party question this week. Um, this is one I came up with. I thought it'd be fun. I enjoy nostalgia. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. so fun to go back and look at the <laughs> childhood. And so, we're, we're going to do is we're kind of all 90s kids, maybe late 90s for some of us, but... Mm-hmm. Um, late 80s, me? Yeah. No. 90s. Oh, growing up. Yeah, growing, growing up. Not up birth. Okay, we'll say. Oh, yeah. And so, um, we're going to kind of go through a fad that was you know going on in that phase and something that we enjoyed. I'll start mine out just kind of as the example, but... Super soakers, man. Super soakers. I was just, I don't know what it was. Like, maybe it's just how hot it's been. I just was started thinking about it and I was like, you know what I miss? That super soaker battle. Especially the whole neighborhood. At least this is how my neighborhood it was amazing. Everybody would just, you know, you tried to get the best gun and you just would get everybody together. And there's two ways you would do it. You either have your own guns or you throw them all in and it's like a draft and you draft your like two guns. So which super soaker gun do you want? You yeah. Know, yeah. And I don't know what it, why you didn't want to get squirted with water because it was hot out. But for some reason, you know, you want to <laughs> win. And so you're trying to, oh my gosh, the, the one I had had this like rotating head kind of like a, yeah. um, like a hose does. And so it had like the flat burst and then it had this one setting that was like a jet. Oh my! I, I swear, some I, I probably put welts on some people. This thing, I'm like, this cannot be safe. Like that's maybe why super soakers aren't around anymore as much. But after you were done, you're doing your you know weekend business, and you were just like cleaning off sidewalks yeah. with your super soaker. Oh, and this, it was, <laughs> so this it had that much huge. psi. I mean, I'm I was a little kid, and this thing's probably like almost as tall as me. It's just this giant. You thing. always <laughs> had the better ones. Yeah. yeah, I came over with my Costco. <laughs> That big tube that just... Tube yeah. <laughs> you hit Ryan because he has to go back to the so well to fill back up. Yeah. up. yeah, This is a safe zone. Safe zone. Don't hit me. So I didn't have like a backpack full of water like yours. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so not to sound old, but you kids don't know what it's like to go outside and play. Oh, man. Super our, soakers were the deal back I remember Saturday morning cartoons seeing that and the Nerf gun <laughs> commercials. Oh, yeah, and you're like, I want to get those like on Fox or ABC every time they were talking about those things. The 90s. That was it. That yeah. was awesome. All right, yeah. so Chris, what do you got? Man, mine was collecting sports cards. Oh, really? I also collected uh, sports Pokemon cards for a little while. Then my mom told me to get rid of them. Oh, uh, you're going she straight was, to hell. She's like, I'm the devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but collecting sports cards, that was a cool thing going with my brothers. We had the binders. We had the little hard plastic cases for all of them. Uh, they were just a lot of fun, and that's where I started loving the game, and I started learning about old players. And then, you know, trying to get rookie cards, trying to get these type. And then from there, I'll be like, mm, he stinks. Mm, he's good. And I'm like a 10-year-old kid. Like, mm, he didn't do too much. It started early then. Yeah, I, I've All always loved it. And I had binders <laughs> and, and boxes full. Me and my twin brother, Mike, we we gave it to a younger kid when we were about to get, went off to college. Like, you'll you'll enjoy this. <laughs> and it, it, it irked us because then we saw him taking it out of the sleep. Like, no, no, no. They're just there to look at. What are you doing? Don't take it. You can't do There's it. money in those things. You're now, putting man. off the edges. You're, oh, you're smudging it. We're like, whatever. <laughs> Walk away. We're not going to do anything. So, But that was my biggest fad. I loved collecting sports cards. You got one for us there, Ryan? Oh, my goodness. These are all so good. This is my favorite, <laughs> like one of my favorite topics. <laughs> I know. Party like, always fun. I could talk about it the whole time here. <laughs> like on my website, I'm going to write an article this week about like the argument for raising kids like 90s babies because, <laughs> man. We, like, had, we the, had the perfect in-between. Yeah, we did. You know, I could have gone like a few years earlier and been perfectly happy, but uh, mine is definitely going to be the Heelys. Heelys. Oh, oh my yeah, the, he was big into those. Oh, yes. man. I was like, wait, you can get where you're going faster <laughs> without having to do anything? Yeah. I so, bought Heelys. So, for those of you who don't know what chance. it is, it's basically just a shoe with a giant, like, um, almost like rollerblade type wheel, wheel in, the in the back. So, you could flip your 
your toes up. up and then just glide on yep, like glide the floor. On. It was the best. In your Jinko jeans. Yeah. Wee. <laughs> We're going to have to come back to this topic in the future. There's so many other ones like yeah. uh, redemption cards. <laughs> just <laughs> I used to love like, like the original gaming, like N64 PlayStation. If yeah, you wanted to play yeah. with your buddy, you had to go to their house. Super you had Smash. four controllers there. Yeah, yeah. It was a party at the house. Here it's like link up. Let's go. And you're just still sitting in your mother's basement playing video yeah. games because you're playing with somebody in China. <laughs> we but don't back, do that. No, no, no. But back in the day, <laughs> you had to be at your buddy's place yeah. getting all like the little uh, hot pockets, little pizza bagel thingies that your 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 friend's mom <laughs> bagel made. Bites. Bagel Before bites. people realized they were not healthy. No. So we had the whole 90s to ourselves <laughs> okay. with our junk food. So I, like I said, we keep talking, but there is one we didn't mention that I had so much fun with as a kid. Yeah. Hot Wheels. Oh, oh I would like. Yeah. We, I had this crazy. Like I had a case that had the collection with all of them, kind of right. like baseball cards. Yeah. You have them all in there. Mm. You had your favorite cars, and then building the tracks and yes. racing them was yes. the coolest thing ever. We would make like these crazy tracks in my room. You had the. Uh, then they came out with the um, electronic part that would actually they shoot, like, your shoot car, them faster. Like, yeah, the yeah. thing. Oh my gosh. It was good. It was so much fun. One, one <laughs> second here I want to talk about. I, got, I did a terrible thing with Hot Wheels. So I got in my, my criminal <laughs> act at the age of like eight. We were at a Christian Way bookstore, I think in New Mexico. At a bookstore. And it had a little kid section and they had the best Hot Wheels car. I can remember it's one of the long blue ones, but it had the, uh, the flames on the side. Mm-hmm. And so I just stuck it in my pocket. And then I, I took it home. Chris. And then my dad's like, that's not yours. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. I had to go back and give it back to the bookstore. <laughs> But I was, I, I was like, that's an awesome looking Hot Wheels car that I don't have. And I literally stole from a Christian bookstore. <laughs> it was terrible. But yes, that's how much I loved Hot Wheels back then. And real quick, the cartoons. Yeah, the cartoons. Yeah, were well, the cartoons. Oh, they were so were awesome. good. So, Nothing so can get great. close to what they are. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. It. That'll be a next update on that. Is another one. Another part two. Part Every week, we'll part do two. This. We'll do that. Growing up in the nineties, <laughs> just throw, take these. Do yourselves a favor. All right. Take these and throw them away. Because, <laughs> yeah, man, you look around, everyone's like this. Like, good job, Steve Jobs, but daggone. <laughs> daggone. We're all suckers. All yep. right. Talking all right. about suckers, we're going to talk about the preseason watch list. Sometimes you can be a sucker paying attention too much on a camp battle or not paying attention at all. So we're going to talk about our preseason watch list. Sean, I agree with your point here. It's someone that nobody's really thinking about, but I think he would be a a great player for you to draft in the middle rounds. Yeah, so just to um, talk to the preseason thing a little bit before I give my guy, um, what I was going to also mention, I forgot to mention earlier, is with our preseason coverage, I think really you know week one has happened already, and there's a lot to talk about. But to me, really, week two and three is where you're going to gather your information. You're going to see starters for more than a drive. Yeah, uh, They're not going to be playing against the third-team defense. So you can at least get a little more of an idea of what's going on. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on this first week of pre-route season. But in the upcoming weeks, we'll kind of give you guys a little deeper dive on what we're seeing. Uh, we've got ways to wa- watch the film for it. So we'll uh, get all nerdy and, and Nerd tell, you what, tell you what we see. So the guys that I'll be nerding. We one don't guy, have a sound box yet, so we're just going to go... <laughs> Nerd alert! <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. That's coming. Yes. Have this little yeah. right Every week's gonna be like a new new step up to everything. Yeah. yeah. So the guy that I'll be watching some film on um, is I know it's kind of gross, but uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receivers Ew. and more specifically D.D. Westbrook. Uh, he came on at the end of last year. He's he's a really good player, and really all that's been holding him back is Blake Bortles. Um, yeah. Is, so, but now they have Nick Foles. I think that's an upgrade. 
And I think this offense is going to be, you know, surprisingly okay. Like, I'm not going to claim them to be a top 10 offense or anything, but I don't think they're going to be in the bottom of the league like they were last year. Um, mm-hmm. And what really, even on a bottom league defense, you're going to have fantasy players that are relevant. And so someone like D.D. Westbrook, if he establishes himself as that guy that Nick Foles is targeting and that's kind of the dude yeah. he's going after, then he's somebody I think you should look at in the like seven or eight round. You can get him as like a wide receiver four or five even. And I mean, to me, he's just going to be a great value, have a great chance to be the possession guy and the number one receiver in his offense. So that's really where I'm looking. Um, I'm hoping – I think he's that guy you could take that easily could be your wide receiver too if upside plays right. If not, he's a volume play. If you have PPR, he'll get you by on a couple weeks when you need that you know, fill-in spot. So. Who are you looking at, Chris? Man, I'm looking at the whole Buffalo Bills backfield. It's a confusing one. It is so confusing. Um, we'll talk about another segment here, why this is jumping out to me. But you're looking at LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary. And then there's still like two other backs to throw in there. So you have almost five backs. You have TJ Yeldon, which I still think will make the roster or be a late little uh, trade if somebody's looking for depth in the backfield. And then even like Christian Wade, a uh, guy that was – you know, had a great 65-yard run in week one, the guy from rugby in Europe. So it's really difficult to know who to trust back there. And Devin Singletary is running up draft boards right now. He's the new young buck coming in. Can he take over two proven guys? And yeah, yeah good old Frank Gore is the one that mess, messes me up. Like, you can see maybe LaShawn McCoy is going down, but then you had a Frank Gore that's like, you know, the fountain of youth guy, you don't know. So you have two old guys in front of somebody that could be RB1. But how will they mesh that backfield is what I'm watching in the preseason. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to watch there. All right, so Ryan, who are you looking at preseason? So for me, I'm looking at um, specifically the quarterbacks because I want to know if I can draft, if anybody on their teams are draftable. (laughs) (laughs) Can I draft Cardinals? Is Kyler Murray what he's, you know, what people are saying he is so far I mean, after that one drive, he looked good. There's nothing we can take away from that yet. But um, you just want to see competent play from these guys. Yeah, yeah, I want to make sure they're throwing balls and people are catching those <laughs> balls that they're throwing. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones, that was fun to watch, wasn't it? <laughs> it I guess second team Jets defense, but still, it was. It was. It was. It's, it's fun, fun to see because it's stoking the fire and the biggest media outlet in new york so yeah. mm-hmm. just as a non-giants but a football fan it'll be yeah. a lot of fun to see that turmoil yeah gettleman's <laughs> over there like i told you I told yeah you. <laughs> but i mean you can do nothing no greater favor for a player than to count him out and to give That's him true. a reason to hate every, the whole world oh, i yeah. mean every one of his throws to me was like whoa it's like one of those throws you look at and you're like whoa how did a human do that yeah he looked good yeah. But it is preseason, so yeah. there's a lot of yeah. a lot of quarterback depth in this year's draft when it comes to fantasy. So yeah, you want to make sure you get a top ten, top twelve, depending on how your league plays out. But yeah. you again could have about twenty legit guys to choose from, yeah. but you want them draft correctly. It's right. okay if you have to go pick up a surprise, but don't pass up on a guy to where somebody else gets him and you're sitting there like crud. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Should have just got him. Yeah. So you got a lot of safety nets, but you mm-hmm. want to draft correctly. Yep. So speaking of draft, uh, the last one of the last things here we're going to talk about is um, draft strategy. So I know a lot of people are going into drafts right now. Um, They're going to be really ramping up over the next few weeks. 
And so we're going to just kind of give you a little unique um, insight into how we approach drafts. Uh, why don't you kick us off there, Chris? Yeah, so um, I love rookie running backs. If you ask guys in our, our 757 league, our local league, I, I usually draft one or two a year. Last year I had two of them. Because they're aging dog years, bro. Yeah, I had like, Sony Michelle and, the new guy. and Philip Lindsay. Sounds so cool. Those were late draft picks or free agent pickups. But I look at those guys, even like this year, Devin Singletary, even though he's third on that depth chart, I'm going to take him because with running, rookie running backs like you're talking about, you know, I'm gonna drop they're going to drop Yeah, they're going to give them the <laughs> shot. get all my fantasy. Right, to give them the shot to win the roster spot. So they might start at the bottom, but they might, they'll start rising, and they got more tread on their feet. Mm-hmm. And then in the keeper leagues, you can keep them for a little longer because if they do bust out, you look like, I knew what I was talking about. And then yeah. you got, right now, it's the hottest position in fantasy football mm. is the running back position, especially if they can give any semblance of catching out of the backfield. That's the one key. Mm-hmm. I love going rookie running backs. Don't draft them up too high. Go get the guys that you know are legit, but look in those middle, late rounds at rookie running backs that might be second or third on the chart, depth chart, because they can be surprises. Yeah. Spend all your draft picks on running backs late. <laughs> well, that's what let's well, talk Sean's strategy here. Yeah, so um, well, just to make a note on yours, and the other thing with the rookies is um, there's draft capital in them. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. The teams are committed, so you know you get that kind of security when you take a guy in the first and second round of mm-hmm. an NFL draft. Yeah. When a team takes that that player, that they're gonna stick through the season without him. They're not gonna like, oh, let's this guy's better. We're putting him in. They want to make sure that what they invested into this guy is worth it. And they yeah. want to prove to everyone that they made a good draft pick. So it kind of gives you that stability of probably not going to lose their job to anybody. Um, so I, I have flipped a little more to the rookie side. I, I'm a, more of a veteran guy because I think they're underrated often, but rookie running backs can definitely stabilize your team. Yeah, don't fill your roster out with them, but find like yeah, that one. Take your shots. And you might be a bench guy at the beginning of the year on your roster to a flex. And then if he just stays at flex, into Todd Gurley, right? Yeah, right. I got, had Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, my first year. Last year, again, Lindsey and and Michelle, they they helped me out a ton to a championship with Todd Gurley already on my roster. Those guys carry over. So be patient. Your be patient. I didn't wear my rings yet today. I'll put those. They're still in my window. Thank God. I didn't yeah. want to kiss window sill there. Huh? <laughs> um, so yeah, my my little unique strategy is. Well, first, I'm just a crazy draft nerd. So he is. I actually go through and like we have a keeper league. I'll go through and find out who people are keeping. I will go in and mark those players off and I'll do myself a mock draft to see who's possible. Run all these scenarios, go way above and beyond what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. But it's so much fun. It's um, a so that's kind of my crazy uniqueness. But in specifically, I think that what can help other people is, especially for this year, and it's really rung true a lot, is. Um, at the top of the rounds, I stay, you know, pretty fluid with my strategy. Whatever is best available, I'm probably going to take. But once I get past those first two or three rounds, establish some core guys that I know are going to be good. Usually, probably a running back and two wide receivers is how it's been turning out this year. But in that three to six round or maybe even seven round area, I load up on running backs because yeah. they start going. And what happens is you get once you get past that eighth round, you're looking at these running backs and they are trash. Like you just have nothing oh, you, to you choose. You start from. reaching, man. It yeah. just is quickly gone. And what happened the on the flip side is, you know, the other depth you're trying to fill at the end of your draft is a wide receiver, and there's just tons of potential and depth. To me, you can just you can find so many wide receivers that I feel pretty good about taking. 
mm-hmm. whereas the running backs start to look real ugly at the end of that draft. So I found it's like actually physically like they aren't as handsome <laughs> as the ones in the, pre- the first rounds. I mean, Corton Sutton's a good looking man, so I'm fine with taking go. him late. But, but yeah. the big thing is, yeah. you know, just very if, handsome. If you can stock that bench with your running backs, then I think it's you're going to feel a lot better at the end of the draft. At least I do when I'm able to just take my shots on those, you know, wide receivers that could break out. Oh yeah, so That's my you got to remember, there. there's for most teams now, there's three wide receivers on the field at all times. There's one running back, so that's kind of your pool you're looking at. So, yeah, and the only thing that's re- redemptive at the late rounds of running backs are the end zone vultures, but even those are going out late, and those are t- hard to keep. If they don't get you a touchdown, and you got them in your starting lineup. Yeah, then it, it, there's there's nothing for you there. So wide receivers are better at flexes if you go late. Yep. What do you uh, hygiene? Handsomeness and swagger. Those you got to have those three things to for be yourself? in my team. Oh no! For, oh, for, for who you're drafting? <laughs> for okay. who I'm drafting? You can you can look like trash. Hygiene, handsomeness, <laughs> and swagger. They have to have those three elements to be a successful football <laughs> player. No, guys, I'm more of a narrative based guy. You Very know that. Much so that yeah. that's not quite the direction I go in. But um, as far as uh, my draft strategy, I've been a running back two running back team for the last two to three years. I think I made the playoffs this past year. So as in you draft early, right? As in two like, running backs I at the top. I keep the two running backs, the two top running backs you know, that I have, which has been Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell. And now uh, Le'Veon Bell sassy. I had James Conner. I got lucky. My thing is I'm not going to be probably doing the two running back thing anymore. Okay. Because um, I made the playoffs and won. Uh, with a team that I, with my initial strategy of just getting a strong person at every position, and that's kind of seen as kind of like a immature way to go about it or kind of like a lower-level strategy. Mm-hmm. But it did get me a Super Bowl, and I've always liked taking tight ends high. You just have to hit so, on them is the thing. Yeah. If you get lucky and you hit on those top yeah. key positions early, yeah. then it works out. But if yeah. not, you, you take away your percentage chance of like yeah. having any depth there. So. But also there's this the factor of running backs getting hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they get hurt. I'd have to look at the statistics if they get hurt more than wide receivers. But like a they gut do. feeling would be like totally they do. Yeah. So I'd like to get rid of. Well, they lose their jobs quicker too. Yeah. So there is some stability. So you're, so you're saying you might shift a little more towards that top. I'm trying to trade away one of my top two your... running backs for a top wide receiver okay. and, and even it out across the board more. Yeah, okay. that's, and the, that's what I'm doing. And these strategies, yeah. we're in a keeper league. I play in like five leagues a year, so I play in a lot of redraft things. So this is still, I know, right? Humble brag. No, it just means I can't get enough. Dude, there's nothing football. bragging about any of yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that this same strategy can apply to redraft leagues. I think and we're not making, we're not creating a new wheel. Everyone's big on running backs this year because there's a lot of good depth. But those are also you want those tier one, tier two guys early. Yep. And really just the final note to give you guys mock draft. I know it's nerdy, but get in there, mock draft. Uh, This is, you know, they don't sponsor us or nothing, but free plug for fantasy pros. They have a draft wizard that's amazing. You don't even have Mm -hmm. to wait for people to get in. You can choose the experts that you want to see their list. You can choose the ADPs that you're drafting against. There's just all sorts of cool stuff in there to just, if you run through it, it's just like anything. You know, if you're taking the SATs, you got to take the PSATs a few times to get yes. ready for the SATs. So it's the yeah. same thing. You need to just, if you mock draft a bunch, it's going to prepare you that when you get to that 9, 10 round and you're like, 
I don't know who any of these players are, and I'm scared to death. And you know, you've already seen this scenario in a mock draft three times. Yeah. So. Don't 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 be studying in between rounds on draft night. Yeah. That's not. You want to see highlight news breaking. Don't draft Alshon Jeffrey injured like I did. Or Marquise <laughs> Lee on the IL two years yeah. ago. Shout out to Morgan. Happy birthday, Morgan. Happy, yeah. Happy belated birthday, there, bud. Happy happy birthday from no. all of us to you. We're not. I wish it was your birthday. My oh, birthday. So my birthday. We could party. Mm, Transitioning. Uh, all right. To uh, Mr. Oh. Article Man over here. Here, so man is really going to be running our website a lot of the content things plug <laughs> yo, in there. yo 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 i'm writing articles yo <laughs> all right so we want people to be able to enjoy frenemies whether you're listening to it you're watching it or you're reading it so um in the future i'm going to be writing more articles kind of recapping this uh episode for instance and um yeah, just kind of giving you guys something to chew on throughout the week and, and trying to keep updated on some fantasy news as well. So if you guys are readers, which I am a reader, um, check it out. I think you're going to enjoy what I have to say. Um, I like I love the stories. Like I said before, I love the stories. I love to get behind who are these players, you know, what drives them, why are they so good? Because there's a lot of intangibles that play a lot bigger role than what people give it credit for. Like if you're really playing for something that matters to you, um, those players tend to, I believe, they have that extra fire yeah. uh, in them. So I just like to, to highlight people and and specifically players and team strategies and kind of give more of that side of it. So yeah, if you guys are into reading, we're going to have that for you guys. As yeah, well. they're going to be pretty bite-sized. They're not crazy long. They're, there'll be something you can get through while you're, you know, uh, not to be gross, but you know having your little toilet time you know yeah. you can That's where I do my most studying yeah. <laughs> yes so you'll have um right now up there he's got some pretty sweet ones if, if i would recommend one he's got one that goes through like top analysts on twitter to follow um, twitter handles they're yeah. like essential like yeah if, yeah you can basically you know be uh, your own analyst like don't i mean still listen to us but you don't Please. even need us as much when you have these guys that just they run all these stats there's, there's so much good information you just follow them on twitter pop open take a look and say whoa here's all this info i needed to know their so. 40 hour a week job yeah is to help people with fantasy and they always do that through twitter i mean these guys have between 10 and like sixty thousand followers and all they do all day is they're like, okay, this is going on, bloop. And it's like, you get, the Roto World's great too, but as far as like, these guys, they're just so smart. Like Jake Seeley, you gotta plug Jake yep. Seeley. Shout out to him, at All In Man, Kid, he's He'll phenomenal. probably be on the show later in the season, but like, um, the way he thinks is like, just right and left brain, like together, he's just a top gun analyst. Like, there's a reason he was top in the world in 2017, and, and it's because these guys are really good at what they do. So, Follow their Twitter handles. Um, there's an article on our website right now that has all these Twitter handles. You know, if you're not into Twitter, get into Twitter because um, it's so essential for fantasy football to be able to follow. Like, there's a lot of and it's fun. Yeah, like yeah. we're gonna be doing some fun stuff. Probably do some live tweeting. We're gonna try to watch yeah. some games together. We'll get in yeah. there and put in some stuff. So if you want to check out that stuff, it's frenemiespodcast.com. That's our website. Um, it's a work in progress. Don't get on us at the beginning. E N E. Let me try again. Frenemies. F R E N E M I E S. Yes. Frenemies.com. There's a few ways to spell that. Frenemies podcast. Basically, it's enemies with F R in front of it. Yes. So, yeah. Frenemiespodcast.com. 
Um, and I, th- I think that about wraps us up here. Yeah, just get on the website, follow us at Frenemies FF Podcast and all the social media platforms. Check out articles that Ryan will be throwing up. Please like and subscribe here. We're back on YouTube. That's why you'll see our beautiful faces. If you're listening to us just on the podcast circuit, please jump on in there. You'll see all these things and all the great changes. Yep. So next uh, week, what do yeah, we do? A little preview for next week. Um, I want to do a mock draft. I think it'd be fun. I'd love that so idea. So we'll, we'll try to do a mock draft. Um, I don't know if we're going to draft one team or separate. We'll figure that out. Um, and then the other thing is we're kind of going to go through that mock draft. We'll go through rankings. I know at least me and Chris are going to sit down and try to nail down rankings. Um, and we'll have our own rankings, and you can you know judge us and see how good or bad we are at ranking players. So <laughs> that'll be next week. Tune in. Um, thanks for watching, guys. Tell us what you think of the new studio. Yes, sir. Excited to be back. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.